going into a porn shop isn't awkward. It's awesome! At Adult Temptations, everyone is entitled to a happy, healthy sex life. Visit the store at 211 Black Street in Whitehorse for a selection of adult toys, lubes, lingerie, novelties, and films. You can also check out products online at adulttemptations.ca. Adult Temptations, in pursuit of a healthy, intimate lifestyle. It's, it's always stuff like that, like, he fixed my snowmobile, or she shot all these grouse and brought them over for dinner, or, or he gave me his mitts on a hike, or I love it when she wears hearts. <laughs> that kind of thing that feels very specific to hear that people elsewhere might not get. This is Frisky, north of 60. I'm Karen McCall. And I'm Mark Kelly. Today we're going to be riffing off the idea of the love languages. Right. There is a different way of thinking about things in the North, expressing one's care for each other. Yes, folks who haven't heard of the love languages, basically that's how you communicate love and how you interpret acts of love. And this, uh, I guess, lingo was popularized by Gary Chapman, who wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. The love languages he came up with are words of affirmation. I think you're wonderful, Karen. You might be the best podcaster I've ever known. Great one. Acts of service. Taking out the garbage. Love it. Gifts. Buying you coffee, maybe some flowers. Physical touch. Hugging, spooning, massaging. And quality time, like date night or just giving someone their undivided attention. So we don't really care that much about Gary Chapman's interpretation of the love languages. We're here to talk about northern love languages. Because Amy wrote a great article for Up Here magazine about it. Yeah, she wrote an article called My Love Language is Survival Skills. Thanks, Amy, for coming in. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to see you. You too. Last time I saw you, we were floating on Lake LaBarge. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I thought we were on a cliff overlooking... uh... There was that too, <laughs> where you were you were bench pressing logs. Yeah. <laughs> For those people who don't know, they can go to the Sweatin' to the Yukon and yeah. find it. Just Google that. Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? We've just alluded to a couple things. Yeah. Um, I so the um, when I was bench pressing logs, we were doing a little video shoot because I sometimes work as a personal trainer, but mostly um, I'm a writer. Um, I freelance for a bunch of different places. Um, and I'm also the curator at Arts Underground. And then I do leatherwork and silversmithing as well. And you run? Yes, I run a lot. I don't unfortunately get paid for that. <laughs> Be rich if I did. <laughs> or you'd have new shoes. Yeah, <laughs> at a minimum, I'd have a shoe sponsorship. So and you also um, you wrote an article for Up Here magazine about uh, northern love languages. Yes. Why did you want to write about that? Uh, I didn't. I <laughs> uh, The editor emailed me and asked if I was free to write something and um, for the Arctic Dispatches section, which is kind of personal experiences of uniquely northern adventures. And I didn't think that I had any of those. But I had been talking with someone on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was now about just joking around about northern love languages and so I pitched that to her and she said go for it. I'm sad I didn't snag that for Yukon North of Ordinary but anyway. (laughs) Shameless plug for the other podcast and slash magazine. In your article that was uh, so crafty and clever you wrote that you'd be a different kind of girlfriend in the south. What do you what did you mean by that? Part of it so I moved here in 2016 And I think that maybe I was a different kind of girlfriend in the South because I 
remember I was in a long-term relationship with my then partner. We'd been together for like 12 years and I didn't know anything about the concept of love languages, but, uh, looking at him now, knowing more about this, I would say he was definitely an acts of service person. And I was like, kind of militantly independent and didn't want anyone to help me with anything ever. And so sometimes I viewed his acts of service as him saying, like, you're not capable of doing this. So I didn't like it as much. And uh, what I thought I wanted was words of affirmation. And, And I used to always tease him about not saying enough sweet things to me and like, why don't you ever say sweet things to me? Why don't you ever romance me? And then when he and I broke up and I moved here and I started dating is maybe not the right word, had like sort of natural disaster with this other fellow. He was like hardcore words of affirmation all the time to the point of it being nauseating. At first I was like, oh, this is super flattering. Like this is what I've always wanted. This is what I always dreamed of. He's like bringing me flowers and writing songs about me and telling me I'm a sexy genius nonstop. But it got old very fast. And yeah, I realized that wasn't something that I was actually into and that I was more interested in in someone like doing things for me to make my life easier, like chopping wood or shoveling snow or making dinner or, yeah, like like put your money where your mouth is and act rather than just talking. <laughs> That's funny. So you, so what you thought was your love language was actually different or, or just changed. Yeah, yeah. I want to just read this thing you wrote or this uh, small paragraph here. You said, Love languages just hit different here in the North. If I can't wear your song as a scarf in the winter, it's useless to me, and I'll happily trade those guitar chords for a cord of firewood. That's how I knew I was falling for my current partner. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We had a very romantic wood chopping afternoon. Well, it wasn't super romantic. It was more snotty uh, and freezing cold, but it warmed my heart. I... I had a good time. <laughs> Tell us about this time. What happened? We just, I, I had bought a new a house with my friend and I had a wood stove and we couldn't get anyone to deliver wood. And he has a property just outside town. So he said, like Sunday, we can get together and go cut some wood down. And it was freezing cold that day, but we built this giant fire out of slash and spent the day chopping trees down and... Yeah. And then bucking them up and bringing them back and stacking them in my shed. And I was wooed by that. (laughs) He's literally keeping us alive. Like we would have frozen in there that winter without that. Was there a moment when you're like, oh, that's my love language, like these these like northern specific things? Yeah. Yeah. That's I think anytime uh, just chatting with friends about people that they're dating or people that they've fallen in love with, there's always funny things like that. Nobody, I can't even think of an example of something that would have been romance in the South, but it's, it's always stuff like that. Like he fixed my snowmobile or she shot all these grouse and brought them over for dinner or, or he gave me his mitts on a hike or I love it when she wears car hearts, that kind of thing (laughs) that feels very specific to hear that people elsewhere might not get. I once had someone give me a big hug and you know, when they, when they breathe you in yeah, really loudly, yeah. oh, you smell like wood chips yeah. and chainsaw smoke. <laughs> I was it's like, good. that might have been the sexiest thing someone's <laughs> ever said to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the cologne up here. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it, it is, is a good smell. I had a boyfriend. Um, this was when fat biking was getting more popular up here. And he really wanted me to get a fat tire bike. He already had one. And I don't know anything about bikes and don't really care. I like to ride them, but I don't care about 
the fancy things. Anyways, but he hand drew me like a, a spreadsheet of uh, there was like parts, price, uh, like I think the weight of the bike and like cross reference like all these different things for I think it was like four different bikes so that I could like find the perfect one. And I was like, wow, that really hit the spot for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up, the relationship didn't last, but I did, I did get the bike and the bike has been fantastic. You still so. have the bike. I still have yes. the bike. <laughs> <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> Yeah. So what are, you said, uh, you talked to some other, uh, folks, um, about love languages. What are some of the other ones that came up? Yeah. The mitts one, I think a few people told me that, um, my friend Brianne says that, uh, her husband's not tying skills. The fact that he can rig up a shelter in any environment does it for her. Uh, I don't remember who told me this, but someone who learned how to fly fish from their partner, bringing a second headlamp, (laughs) <laughs> on uh you know the when when it switches from summer to fall and you kind of forget that there's darkness and you go out for some adventure and you forget your headlamp but your your uh the object of your affection is like I thought you might do that so I brought a second is a good <laughs> one great. yeah I feel like that catches everybody in the f- fall yeah. here at some point <laughs> like yeah just we forget it gets dark yeah Speaking of you said learning to fly fish, uh, I'll share another one I had too, which was, uh, well, I started dating this person who was a kite skier. And so I was really excited because I thought I was going to learn how to kite ski, which I've wanted to do for years. We didn't get far enough that I learned how Uh. to kite ski, but had we, that would have been like the thing that kept us together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a, like one sort of bright side way of looking at dating here is when, yeah, it, it can be like a skills search kind of thing date people specifically who do things that you want to learn how to do. So even if the relationship is a bust, at least you've got a new skill (laughs) or hobby. You took some nice parting gifts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this reminds me of an interview we did with uh, Pavlina last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had this like, should have had a husband hashtag on. (laughs) Cleaning her gutters. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was all about like sort of these acts of service that are specific to to either the North or just sort of outdoor living. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any theories of why those sorts of things are more important to us up here? Well, I think they stand out. I don't know what you think, Amy, but like I think they stand out because they're so different than what we're bombarded with on a day-to-day basis online. Yeah. Like we uh, would never think to uh, put on chainsaw smoke as a cologne (laughs) if you live in Toronto. Yeah. And probably you also wouldn't have access to chainsaw that easily in your downtown Toronto condo. Yeah. If you do then someone's calling 911. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, also, and like uh, Amy was saying, she's got a wood stove. A lot of people have a wood stove and yeah. uh, it's a lot of work getting several cords of wood ready for winter. Yeah. yeah. Well, and winter defines us here, doesn't it? Totally. That's, I think there's like, you are way more um, exposed to the elements in all seasons here. And so anything that requires effort in the outdoors, if somebody else does it for you, you notice it more here than in a city where maybe you never have to clean your car off in the winter because you take the bus or the subway or there, you just have different ways of getting around and being outside. And the cold is, it's hard. And like you said, it lasts a long time. I think I saw somebody post on social media, one of their love languages was, um, yeah, when their partner scraped the windshield of yeah. their car for them. I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's at the top of your list. It is. I have a tall truck. <laughs> Maybe if you uh, active service gave them a stool as a gift, mm-hmm. um, then they might. <laughs> what a 
crappy gift. It's a real crappy gift, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the stool you've always wanted. That's probably defeats the purpose of I the life. I think that might be like, here's something you can, it's like giving someone an iron. It's like when Homer like, gave Marge the bowling the ball. The bowling ball, yeah. yeah exactly. Here's a gift for you, for me. Yeah, that's right. I bought you a snowblower yeah. for my house. <laughs> Those don't fall under the uh, love language category for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another active service I saw somebody uh, post on social media was uh, when they're, actually, it wasn't a partner, it was a friend, but when somebody alerts them about the Northern Lights oh, yeah. being out. That, yeah. Yeah, that's kind. I once <laughs> woke my roommate up to tell her about the Northern Lights, and she was very grateful, I have to say. <laughs> that's a big one, I think. Lots of people mention that, yeah, with friends or, or partners who wake them up or send them a text to let them know when the lights are out. Although I would have to tell my partner that my love language is letting me sleep when I'm sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> do not wake me up. I will be mad. Yeah. Would you? That's not your thing? I mean, I like the Northern Lights, but I like sleeping maybe more. Slightly I mean, if it was more. like the best Northern Lights you've ever seen and like everybody's going to be talking about them the next day, then that would be something. But That's yeah. a judgment call, hey? Like you got to be willing to take one on the chin. <laughs> you need yeah. to make a little graph. I swear, Karen, this they're amazing. They have to be. They're, they're, do you know, did you not see my eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it also depends. If you're camping, that's one thing, right? You stick your head outside the tent. Mm-hmm. It's pitch black. Like, But if you're in the city and it's like, okay, there's a bit of faint green on the horizon mm-hmm. then. Right. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Amy, you have a dog. Yes. Do you have any love languages related to your dog? Uh, <laughs> things that I do for her? Well, or no, like like a partner. Like if your partner takes your dog for a walk oh. or something like that. We're Actually, I was just talking about this with Chris the other day that a deal breaker would have been if he was not a dog person because I'm very much a dog person. And uh, yeah, if he, he <laughs> at one well, slightly drunk one night a few months ago I demanded that he tell me whether there was love in his heart for my dog (laughs) and he said yes thank god um but yeah just like if if I see uh someone petting her when I'm not around if I'm sneaking around and glancing in and they're interacting uh that's always good giving them treats just petting them just being genuinely into a into her you know i've had people be fake into dogs of mine before and i can tell (laughs) oh you can totally tell i i might have actually said this on this podcast before but i had a friend who was going on tinder and he was like talking about what pictures he was going to use and one of them he said you know a photo of a dog i hear that's what like chicks are into and i was like you don't even like dogs. <laughs> and like literally this guy treated my dog like a house plant. Oh. You know, like, you, yeah, you can just yeah. tell when people are kind of like, they don't notice them or they kind of give them just like the token little yeah. two finger head scratch, yeah. which is fine. But like, I just feel like if someone pays attention to my dog, then it does, it gets me the warm fuzzies. Probably like if someone, you know. You're going to talk about my child, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. same, 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 come on. People who don't have kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> similar it's not, not the at same. all no you do a two-finger scratch on my kid's forehead we're having a conversation okay no but like if someone was really good with kids versus just really awkward or just wasn't yeah into them i, I at get all. like there's some yeah. sort of yeah yeah there's correlation but there's no such thing as a fur baby let's just get that clear oh i don't refer to her as that mm-hmm. i call her my friend disco <laughs> my go. best friend disco i'm not her mom right <laughs> yeah no Although we've just outraged a lot of pet owners with me saying that. <laughs> so I, know, I expect our numbers to go down this month. Yeah. <laughs>
acts of service seem to be coming up a lot, but I was thinking lately about why do why would I want a partner? And I'm like, <laughs> the dinner thing, I really want... That's a big question. I want yeah. someone to make me dinner and vice versa, I'll make them dinner. But also dog walks and dog dog care when mm-hmm. I'm away. That's, yeah. that's a huge thing. Yeah. It does kind of sound like love languages are about having servants. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we can't afford servants, so. Yeah. so we need a partner. Yeah. Just to be clear, I can't pay you, but oh, I can pay you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about all the love languages. So let's talk about gifts. What are are there some like northern specific gifts that you've given or received that resonated with you? I like the one in your article about showing up with an extension cord. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's key. Yeah, having an an extension cord to for your car in the winter shoveling out a space for you I guess that's still an active service but uh related to cars yeah and the extension cord thing um obviously to plug the cars in for the block heater but extension cords break fairly often yeah so I guess it's good to have yeah. they get stolen don't leave it at the airport oh. on the outside of your car really I lost multiple extension cords off my car that's oh you're one of those people who like loops them but over the hood or on something? the mirror yeah like, oh on the so mirror, to the right. person's that have taken my or a person yeah. could be a single <laughs> uh-huh. extension cord. Uh, you know they've got a, they've got a fetish for yeah. it or whatever. I don't know, but just don't d- just don't leave it there for it. I didn't think that I was a gift person. I'm I'm not. I don't consider myself terribly materialistic. But I was seeing someone who gave me a couple nice pairs of earrings and um, like a Christmas ornament. But I think maybe just because I realized that that was their one of their love languages that it, it did feel nice. I appreciated yeah. it. I think it's not necessarily about the stuff. It's about the fact no. that they were thinking of you yeah. in that time and they wanted to show you that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the gift thing is one that I is not high on my list either when I think in terms of traditional gifts because I just everything about gifts makes me awkward. I'm like, I don't want you to put time into looking for it. I don't want you to feel like you have to find the perfect thing. I don't want to feel like I have to find the perfect thing. We're adults. We have everything we need. If we do need anything, it's usually specialized gear for some sort of outdoor activity and we don't know what each other needs. But I do love the gift of food, especially in the summer when I'm like training for races is a really easy time to woo me because if you just show up with snacks in your pockets, I'm a goner. A few months ago, I went to the movies with Chris and it was the movie was at six and I didn't get off work until like five minutes before so I was just going to eat afterwards and in his hoodie he had hidden um a Tupperware full of tacos that he'd made that he pulled out because he was just like you can't wait until eight to eat you'll die and I was like fuck I've never felt like so understood or like had my needs so thoroughly met as in this moment of theater tacos in the dark it was awesome but that's the thing about gifts is that it's not necessarily about the earrings. Mm-hmm. It's about they know you love mm-hmm. earrings, right? So, and that you, or you love funky jewelry, or if you love tacos yeah. at movie theaters. <laughs> and you don't like being hungry. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it's just, it's, it's about getting to know who you are. Yeah. And then doing the thing for you. That's what makes it a gift. Mm-hmm. The gift isn't actually the, the generosity isn't actually the earring. No, but if the thing is also something that just totally hits the spot, then it makes it all that much better. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. getting it. Like they might, they might have nailed it. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. With tacos, apparently. Yeah, it's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an easy, an easy cherry. <laughs> well, yes, but like an easy cherry pick. Oh, but yeah, j- especially as I said in the summer, running lots and very hungry, and showing up with food is a clincher move. <laughs> Okay, this is a this is a tougher one, but can you think of some words of affirmation that are northern specific? No one wears fur quite like you. Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might be the nicest wolverine ruff I've ever seen. Um, having <laughs> like 
I haven't received this, but I've given this one. I got some really finely chopped kindling given to me. Uh, and I wouldn't shut up about it. It was like toothpicks, just matchstick thin. I never do that for myself. And you complimented this person yeah. for their beautiful kindling. Laid it on thick. <laughs> Definitely been complimented about technique in the po- in a canoe. Yeah. Sure. That's oh quite, yeah. That's quite yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Canadiana and or and Northern. Great yeah. cowboy stance on your mountain bike. Mm. Mm, I like that one. Mm, that is a good one. Mm-hmm. That means elbows out and like elbows out, knees out. Bikes riding between you. You're not riding. The bike's not riding you. You're riding the bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Mark. What's your longest relationship? Well, that's awfully personal, Karen. I ask because mine is with Uconstruct. I've been working at a co-space for years. I love the work vibe, meeting rooms, and professional connections. Yeah, right. That's what brought us together. It's really cool on the make space side, too. There are wooden metal shops, electronics lab, a sewing loft, and the podcast studio where we record Frisky. Go to youconstruct.com to learn more. It's one relationship we know you won't regret. Uh, okay, we've already talked about lots of acts of service. What about, is there any Northern-specific physical touch? Actually, there's one that you had in your article about yeah, quad massaging. massaging quads after a big uh, outdoor activity. Running up a mountain. Oh, I think letting your cold ass up against someone warm. <gasps> oh, yeah. That yeah. is such a good one. So like yeah. spooning. You're yeah. Sort of spooning when you've got the cold butt. Yeah. 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 It's a gift. I just want to be clear. Rebecca, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you that. When that happens. Wait, that's a gift and, and physical touch. That's yeah. right. It's a that's bit right. of both. It's both. It's yeah. crossing over. There is crossover in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything warming. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like cold cold hands on someone's stomach mm-hmm. or again, like cold feet on somebody else's body part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is also a good way to kill the uh, frostbite, right? Can you kill? Yeah. Well, yeah. preempt. Mm-hmm. I guess kissing someone when they're snotting all over the place would be a good one. You just got to go for it and you don't even care that their nose is running everywhere. That is that's such a, a good one. That's Snotty it. kiss. Like, oh, like I, I don't know. Sometimes like our mustaches back in, I'm not sure. But, you know, there's always like oh, yeah. on the yeah. on the facial hair. <laughs> Sorry, as I look just at This is not exactly what I, You cannot see my face right now, you two. Well, you two can see it, but no one else can. I'm cringing a little. No, no, that's not it. No, no. no. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be into that. No, I would uh, hand you like something to wipe. Here's some fleece. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, got, you got something on your face. But if someone like... kissed you and didn't mind about the meh. No, you, I definitely would. I would. Uh, you'd still defro- be grossed out about that? Defrost. Okay. Like, okay. yeah. Like, yeah. Again, you can't see that I'm wiping off my mustache here. Oh, we yeah. could hear it though. Yeah. Hear it. Oh yeah. Karen, this is the, can you hear me breathing too? <sighs> What's that called? ASMTJ. ASMR. ASMR. Mm. Oh yeah. Is that? Oh yeah. Love really? it. Love it. I find it very relaxing. What's your favorite? Oh. <laughs> Names? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. who's your favorite? I YouTuber? like Latte ASMR. She's great. Oh. Gentle okay. Whispering, Maria. She's oh. wonderful. Yeah. Do you get the tingling? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I would love to know what the percentage of people is that get this. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a high. I used to wear <laughs> In your head. Oh. It's like, you know, those things that, um, those wires that you put over your head. Mm-hmm, like uh, massage things. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that. Oh, my God. And I had no idea what, this is off topic, but I had no idea what that was for the longest time. And I thought, even though it's not sexual, I was like, it feels like it has to be because it's such a weird physical sensation. So I was like looking for like whisper porn and things. This was probably 15 years ago. And then I stumbled onto ASMR and was like, oh, that's what this is. It's yeah. a, it's, thank God, it's not, it's not uh 
well, not thank God. I mean, whatever. If you get off on whispers, good for you. But I was, um, I had thought that's what it was, and that's not what it is. It's a different sensory pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if someone yeah. was, to, just, if I bring it into the love language, then yeah. if someone was to give you that, would live be it, or would they need to like hook you up with the best YouTube site uh, with latte ASMR? Uh, yeah, probably connect. Yeah, hook hook it up because it's like wearing headphones is better than having it in a room. What if someone you loved did a, did it for you, like recorded it for you? Um, it would depend on their voice. <laughs> would it? Okay. Yeah. Right. It's quite specific. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. If they did it poorly, no. I'd That's thank bad. them for the effort. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quality time. This one's pretty easy for you, Connors. I guess there's, well, maybe not. Let's see. Maybe there's some things here. Well, I don't know about you guys, but one of the things I've noticed about living here is that I might like one particular outdoor pursuit that doesn't jive with the other person's desire for it. Like I'm not, I cross country skiing could take it or leave it. But I have definitely dated people who are like, yeah, man, it's the thing. You just haven't figured it out yet. And I'm like, "Mm, no, no, it's all right. Yeah. So how is that a love language? Like, it, well, it would, you would, you do that with them even though you didn't yeah, really like, I would, like the it? The gift would be, or the, oh. yeah, the service would be like, I'll do that with you, you know. And, because I know you enjoy it. Because I know you love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll try and keep up. Activity. Also to do with the wood stove, but like cuddling in front of the wood stove, yeah. you know, there's something different about that. Just the warmth that's created and the, the sound, yeah. the ambiance. Crib. I feel like I never even knew really what crib was until I moved here. And now I, it's, everybody has multiple crib boards you're playing crib constantly no maybe it's just me i feel like there's a lot of crib in my life up here i might be the only person in the (laughs) yukon that that doesn't like it's too much math oh yeah i could see that like you know it's also like backcountry cabins or yeah yeah, it's just like again like we have a long winter so what do you do on long dark nights crib Sometimes there's also berry picking and preserving and that kind yeah. of stuff. Like I, I know lots of folks that do that together when cranberries are out or blueberries are out mm-hmm. and then spend the next, you know, three weekends in the kitchen canning. Yeah. Or yeah. And you, you had just mentioned before hunting, like hunting is part of it, but then butchering, like that's a, that's an hours long process as well that yeah. maybe people could enjoy together. I think lots of people do. Yeah. It's their, it's their way of, it's like, it's a work yeah. party thing, right? Yeah. It's like splitting wood. Yeah. Something else. So I haven't had this in a romantic context, but saunaing. I think a lot of people up here sauna. We're going to say that's a northern thing because we enjoy it. But the thing I've realized about the sauna is you can't have a device in the sauna with you, but you're also not doing an activity. So you have someone's total undivided attention. Mm-hmm. And the way I've actually translated this is at the Canada Game Center going for a sauna and you're <laughs> saunaing with complete strangers. But yeah, you're kind of like sometimes have these interactions because there's no other distractions and I don't know I kind of find that a neat thing but anyways mm-hmm. I think it would translate well into a love language as well yeah oh I was just gonna put a little plug out there for my next partner if they want to give me the gift of a sauna <laughs> I'm totally game for that <laughs> which they have at the okay, so Eclipse Nordic dog walk. Yeah. <laughs> right oh yes thank you our sponsor Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs they, they know my love language yeah. they do <laughs> um, I guess yeah we, I mean we're talking about these things fairly whimsically but I think you kind of already hit on this Amy that like they actually do these love languages they do mean something yeah they're i mean i <laughs> will be clear that i have not read the book i uh had a p- partner ish person ask me to read the book and i was like well i'll shake on reading the wikipedia entry which i did and got the gist and like i kind of think of them mm, as like mildly more useful than astrology 
sort of, but in that I don't take them as a Bible, but I think it's very like a useful kind of gateway drug to just understanding that the way you experience a relationship is not the same way that your partner or partners experience the relationship. And uh, just to, to think outside your own experience of it and learn to communicate in ways that maybe aren't natural to you or aren't your, your go-to. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's just kind of a good framework to put down and realize who you are and what you like and, and the ways that your partners might be different than that and how you could meet their needs. Totally. Important to know. And so it requires each other to tell yeah. each other. Also that. Right. Like I can't, I would never have guessed you weren't an earrings person. You have gorgeous earrings on today. Yeah. I do love earrings. I mean, I'm not going to say no to people buying me earrings. <laughs> but I prefer food, though. <laughs> you can't eat earrings. Yeah. Oh, my God, though. Edible earrings. Mm. Yeah, that could be a thing. Just, uh, just 365 disposable pairs of earrings I can eat at the end of every day. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could just be like survival food. Like if you had to, had to yeah. eat this earring, like, you could. Like boiling your boot. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to touch on any like anti-love languages? I was thinking about these and how that like, I guess the opposite, the evil twin of every love language would be its total opposite. And um, this isn't a northern specific one, but I never th- like I always forget that quality time is one of them. Whenever I'm thinking about them, it falls off my radar completely. And I never thought it was that important to me. But um, the relationship that I had in Hamilton, I remember the mo- like the specific time that that kind of like hit a tipping point where I was just like, I don't think this is going to work anymore. And this isn't obviously the reason that we broke up, but it started sort of a train of thought where he was on his phone. He was always on his phone a lot, but he was on his phone constantly. It was like, we're having coffee. He's on his phone. We're walking the dog. He's on his phone. We're making dinner, but really I'm making dinner because he's on his phone. We're out to dinner. He's on his phone. It was just like nonstop. Um, And me feeling like, am I going to live with this for the rest of my life going forward? Or is this what it's going to be like? I don't want that. And I couldn't put my finger on what it was about that that bothered me, but I guess that it is the opposite of quality time, which is just distracted time. And why are you, why are we here right now? If you don't want to be here, you obviously don't want to be here. So that is an anti-love language that I definitely have noticed uh, or had noticed in my life. That is a great example. Yeah. Mm, the phone, especially. Distraction, yeah. right? Yeah. The ability to be present yeah. is, is very <laughs> challenging yeah. uh, when there's something like that. This isn't officially a love language, but that's kind of part of what I think the the five of them are a good framework for is like there are a million things outside of that. And I think my if anything is my number one, it's like communication using actual words to say once you know you have a need or you know that something is bothering you or you know that something um, has made you very happy. Just like use words and say that because, yeah, that like the example with him and the phone. I mean, I didn't he wasn't dealing with it well. And I also wasn't reacting to it because I wasn't at that point able to communicate conflict in a way that would solve the problem. I would just make passive aggressive jokes about it. Like, so glad the phone could join us for dinner tonight kind of thing. And like, that's not useful either. So learn to communicate kindly and clearly. And I think that's, I, to me, is the even sexier than food <laughs> is if you can have conversations like that. Yeah. I had a friend once say to me that, um, she would, 
early in a relationship would say, this is how I need to be loved. I don't know that she used that exact language, but that was the sentiment Mm -hmm. that here's some of the things that I need. And if you want to be with me, here's how I need to be approached Mm -hmm. or how I need to be loved. And things that really make me happy are tacos after I've been working all day Mm -hmm. in the theater, sneak in a burrito in your pocket, please. (laughs) Like that, that those, and she would do that. And it, it did actually help. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone listening has a Northern love language they want to share with us, send us a voice memo or just send us an email or a Facebook message, friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. So I'd like to switch gears for half a second. Amy, you mentioned at the beginning that you do some leather working. Yes. And I've noticed you do some bondage items. Yes. Do tell. Uh, I make them. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I've done leather work here for a long time. And I used to sometimes get custom orders for bondage stuff when I was in Ontario and then it occurred to me that there's lots of um, kinky YG employees out there with plenty of money to burn on quality leather goods. So I might as well serve that market. So I have, yeah, like cuffs and um, restraints and harnesses and all kinds of leather goods for your pleasure (laughs) or pain. Cool. Okay. So where can people see slash possibly purchase these items? There is a link to my online shop at amykenny.ca. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming in, Amy. It was a blast. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Okay. So let's talk about this week's voicemail. Yeah. uh, As mentioned, we'd love it if you sent a voice memo to us. Tell us what your Northern love language is. Yeah. If you record it, send it to us in an email. Do it with your voice memo app on your phone. Shoot it over to friskynorthof60 at gmail.com, which is friskynorthof with 60 as the number at gmail.com. And this month's winner of the Eclipse Nordic Hot Springs double admission is Janelle. Right on, Janelle. Thanks for sending us this voice message. My partner and I just got back from paddling the Grand Canyon. So that's the same trip that Karen did back in the fall. And we did it as part of a group of 16 people. Yeah, it was three weeks on the river. And going into it after listening to Karen's episode of her Colorado River romance, I may have had slightly higher expectations or hopes of kind of my own uh, river romance with my partner and that just wasn't the case so I thought I would touch on that briefly. I blame the cold. Yeah we did it in February and we had colder than average temperatures for that time of year which meant two things mostly. One was that we were bathing less. The water was cold so we would have river baths every kind of two to four days depending on how stinky we were. I think that in itself probably deterred some action from happening. And two, I'm a cold sleeper and I have to bundle up a lot at night to stay warm. (laughs) So when we tucked into bed at night, I was literally tucked into my individual sleeping bag with two pairs of socks, two pairs of pants, uh, two shirts and often a jacket and buff toque and mitts on. (laughs) So I was pretty bundled and that didn't didn't really leave much uh, room for cuddling or skin to skin action. Not to say that there wasn't any. We definitely took advantages of some nice sunny afternoons that we had along the way. But all in all, a very different experience from Karen's. And I found myself kind of chuckling about that on my way down the river, <laughs> just comparing the two. Thanks for sharing and looking forward to more episodes. Janelle was referring in that memo to our first episode of this season, A Grand Canyon Love Story. So if you haven't checked that episode out, make sure you go back and do yeah, that. Tune that one in. Thanks for listening in. Stay frisky. Stay frisky, everybody. You can't give your dates a rating, but you can rate us. So go ahead. Give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. 
Unless it's below four stars, then don't bother. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse, Yukon. Sometimes we use the podcast studio at Yukonstruct, and sometimes we take Frisky on the road. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Oh, we like fan mail. So send us some. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof6060 at gmail.com. Stay frisky. Stay frisky, everybody. Thank you.